Hey guys, I wanted to share with you just a small interview that we did recently with the team over at Summit. Nick, Max, and that crew, they're just amazing people. I really believe in what they're doing, and it was an honor to get to spend a little time with them and talk about kind of where we're at today, what's happening in our world, and where we can go next. I hope you enjoy this episode. It would mean the world to me if you would post anything that you like about it, share it with your friends, subscribe, comment, do all of the things. It would mean so much to me if you wouldn't mind doing that. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't hesitate to shoot me an email or a DM and let me know what you're thinking and what you'd like to hear on our podcast. We can do that kind of thing. That's what we could do around here. So I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you really, really love what we talk about. Have a great day. Well, bro, I'm excited, man, to, to get to talk to you. I know that I've been kind of following uh, the last couple of days. It's been a little bit nuts, um, but man, I just love how much uh, creative content and how you continue to keep kind of pushing the envelope, challenging some people out there. And uh, and so ultimately, man, I love getting to chat with you because I think you always challenge me. You always inspire me. Uh, I always feel encouraged. Um, and I always walk away with about six or eight or 20 things to think about. Uh, when the <laughs> you're being, you're being super with. kind, but thank no, you. No, man. No, it's for real. Um, but I think, man, I, I'm interested because I know you're connected to so many different communities and you have uh, worked, uh, you consult, you help, you do all kinds of really great stuff. And I just am kind of curious, man, there were, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, there was only a handful of churches that were really doing online, you know, church well. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we had this thing called the Corona and uh, everybody's like, oh, crud, what do we do? Uh, yep. Let's let's jump online and figure it out. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts, man. Like, what are you seeing out there in the world in the wild, wild west? And uh, what are some things that people are doing well and maybe some things that uh, you would encourage folks to stop doing uh, yeah. and, and maybe do some things better? Yeah. So what? The, first off, one of the things that I love the most about the, the season we're in right now is that um, in this season, we've thrown away all of our excuses, right? Yeah. So we had we had all of these crazy excuses on why people couldn't do church online, right? Yeah. No one will watch a screen. Um, you can't, you can't feel God's presence. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's not, it's not hum, human enough. Well, it's funny how all of those things that we were like die on a hill about. Yeah. In literally a week disappeared. Right. Yeah. And so like we went from this space of it's gotta be this to what? Oh, now I got to do with this thing that I vowed I'd never do. So right. I love, I believe that people are always forced to either adjust or be adjusted. Those are the two, the two options that we have. So as humans, we should always be trying to learn, grow, develop. And, and when you adjust yourself, mm. it hurts a whole lot less than when you let all of the other factors of the world adjust you, right? Wow. So in this season, we're seeing a lot of people forced into adjustment. There's a lot of chiropractic work being done. Mm. And um, so what things that I'm seeing that are, that people are doing well is they're thinking about ministry beyond Sunday, right? They're like, how do I connect to my people right now? Um, They're thinking about new ways to do ministry. And the the really smart ones are taking their org chart and throwing them away and coming up with a brand new org chart because nobody's job's the same anymore. Um, That's what I'm seeing done well. What I'm seeing done poorly is trying to take the, the same methods out of the box of doing church in a box 
and mm. turning it into an online version, yeah. right? So like for years, we, we, the, our whole model was built around like you come here and when you come here, then we do ministry or, right. and then we do a couple little ministry things outside of that, but it's all revolves around this, right? Right. Jesus never had a church in the first place. And so right. like, like, and I love church, like I love church, but what I think that we're forced into right now is we're forced into dev- defining new methods for our, our same message. Yeah. And, and a lot of pastors have preached and done leadership talks about this. Now they're forced to actually live it out. Yeah. That's so sure. good, man. I think that I love that whole concept. I mean, Jesus never had a building. Uh, you know, this is truly church in the wild. Uh, at this yep. point, it cannot be about a building um, and getting butts and seats. At this point is, what is the content? What does the programming look like? What is it that we're doing to engage our community um, that, you know, far exceeds the four walls of the church community? Um, right. And I think that people are really forced at this moment to start asking themselves some harder questions. You know, yep. um, I heard a a stat, I tuned into a, a little uh, excerpt of what, uh, you know, a little video that Craig Rochelle sent out this morning. And he said over 10,000 people has signed up for their church online free platform. It's been free this whole time. Uh, <laughs> but all of a sudden, you know, there's a bunch of people that were like, you know what, we probably need to figure this thing out, you know? So um, think about that it, for a second, though. Think about that for yeah. a second. 10,000 new subscribers. Yeah. Right? If every one of those churches is 100 people. Right. How did we just change how people consume church? A hundred percent. It's crazy to start to think about. But the no. other number that was nuts was, you know, I sit in, in the position that I sit in, I hear it a lot, you know, oh, you know, we do, uh, you know, we're going to do a little bit of a church online thing because, uh, you know, Philip's grandmother out here kind of likes to see him play in the band. And so, you know, it's, <laughs> we're only right. going to create some content for a couple three people that are going to see it. But um, I think people, when they go in with that narrow uh, mindset, completely limit themselves into what's actually possible. The next stat that blew me away was he said, out of those, you know, 10,000 plus new people and all the people that have been using it, uh, you know, for, for thus far, he said over 28,640 something people raised their hand and said, I want to come to know Jesus. So now there's this new believers because people decided, you know what? we probably should start to think about this a little bit differently. So there's this whole new mission field um, that I think is being opened up for people if we can just begin to kind of think differently about this particular yeah. problem. Right. Like we're never going back there. So like when you're thinking about creating content for online, you're creating content for online. But if, if the coronavirus disappeared tomorrow, how many people are going to like now be part of your ecosystem and uh, and be like, what in the world happened if you stop doing online? It's crazy because we used to think of it, like you said, as a bonus ad. We're doing it for Jimmy, whose grandmother likes to watch him play the bass guitar. And he's not even really that good. <laughs> right. But and then And then the more innovative churches adjusted to it's the new lobby. Mm. Right? Yeah. But now... It's not the new lobby or for Jimmy's grandmother. It's right. how people engage your church. Yeah. Like we are teaching an entire world how to engage God in a different way. The repercussions of, of this moment will change how we do church forever. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about this. Cause I know this is something you've given some thought to and, 
I just am curious because I think one of the things that I'm hearing from some of the guys, you know, um, they're in this place. They're maybe they're a few weeks into this. They've turned the cameras on um, and they're feeling this tension to playing to the camera, performing for the camera. Um, this is weird. I'm preaching to an empty room. Um, and ultimately, I think there's kind of a mindset shift that needs to happen. Um, and I think that um, you've got to start thinking about this um, from a place of how am I going to engage everybody on the other side of the lens? Um, yep. And doing that uh, in creative, fun, uh, engaging ways. Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts there. Yeah. So I was talking to some friends this, this earlier today and they were like, well, how much content is too much? And I'm like, well, what does your local NBC station think? They have about 24 hours worth of content every day. Yeah. Right? Now, most of us in our churches, we can't produce 24 hours worth of content. But you know what we can do? We can create enough content to at least help people connect once a day yeah. through something. Right. right? And so, like, right, I, I'm a firm believer that creativity and innovation thrive in these moments. But let's let's not even be creative let's just take what we're already doing and make it digital so yeah. let's start putting small groups into zoom calls um let's start putting prayer prayer meeting my parents used to do the 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 uh prayer chain yeah my grandmother my Old grandmother school. was on the prayer chain Come now on. we have the prayer chain it's on it's on it's online at eight o'clock every morning you log in and you do prayer together as as a church right yeah um let's start doing worship sets online let's start having our pastor pop on and, and, and rather than waiting for Sunday when his message is complete, he can now walk us through how he's preparing for that message and build up this anticipation and excitement for what the, the, the result is going to be on the weekend. Yeah. Right. So there are so, so many things before you even get to the camera on Sunday, then right. you get to the camera on Sunday and there's no pressure. It's like, right. I'm talking to you right now, right now I'm right. talking to you. There's people coming in and out of the chat. I'm seeing names pop up, but you know what? I'm talking to you. Right. And for the pastor who's not done this before or is not comfortable doing it, look at the camera and talk to one person. So good. Talk to one person and deliver your message to that one person. And watch how when you're authentic in doing that and you're obedient in doing that, God uses it to like, to like just dominate everybody where they're at. Mm. That's so good, man. I think that that's, I think at the end of the day, that's really just comes down to challenging people not to look at a bunch of different other people who, and what they're doing and copycatting that, but ultimately trying to figure out what is their authentic voice? What is it that, yep. how, what's the authenticity that God's, you know, put within them and how can they put that on display? Um, I think I heard you say it uh, the other day when we were chatting, you said, the best representation of authenticity is just looking in the mirror and just look uh, in the mirror, just look in the mirror. And that just blew my mind for a few moments because I think because, that, that's so tough for a lot of people to do because they're going, man, this is the wild, wild west for us. I've never done this before. I don't know what to do. I'm going to rip off from this guy. I'm going to rip off from this guy or man, I'm going to be the next Stephen Furtick or blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. But in reality, like, what I'm hearing from, you know, the people in this uh, country of ours, as you start to peruse social media and talk to neighbors and that kind of thing, man, all people want is an authentic experience. They just yep. want something real. And I think right yep. now in this time that we're living in, uh, specifically people, there's so much stress. There's so much anxiety. There's so much 
turmoil. There's so much uncertainty. And truthfully, man, all people are looking for, and I believe the church should be the best representation of it, is an anchor. And for an authentic expression of like, this is what life looks like with Jesus. And this is who we're going to be in our city. You know, it's that simple. It's that simple. So you go to, in that you go to, what are the things, why are you a church? Like, why, why are you a church? Why are you, why do you exist? Right. What is your purpose? And then what are your values? Right. Mm. And then you just live those values out digitally right now. You, you literally craft your content to do those things. So if you're a church about celebration, you're hosting parties all the time online. If you're a church about, if you're a church about biblical depth, you're doing deep devos every day online. Um, If you're a church that like worship is your thing, well, you should be worshiping all the time, every day, right? And so find the things that make you special, the things that make you you, the, 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 the values you live, and then blast them everywhere. Yeah. Every piece of content supports those values. I was, uh, I was scrolling on the gram last night and I came across this uh, wonderful post uh, from our friend Lee Field. Shout out to the boys oh, at MXU. So awesome. It's so good. He says, a thousand seventy eight thousand or one point four million viewers on your church stream means nothing if people are not activated to do something. It's not right. called church and chill. Don't create fans, activate followers of Jesus. And yes. I think that's really what we're called to. I couldn't I mean if I had a hanky right now, I'd shake it. You know, it's like I I don't, but I would <laughs> because that is exactly what we're looking for. And I think that right now. Um, it's time for the church and the bride of Christ to rise up um, and to be able to uh, not just watch a bunch of content to be wowed by incredibly cool worship services that are being captured at this moment, but uh, to be engaged in the presence of God and then activated to do something with it. Um, yes. And I think yes. that's a really and connect people and to connect people. And that's a really tough thing right now. Um, you think it's tough, but to be honest with you, I've had more video calls, more FaceTime calls. Yeah. I've had more friends that have said, hey, we're doing a, a happy hour hang on FaceTime or, hey, we're going to get together for so-and-so's birthday party, even though we're not you know, in the same room together. We're all going to take this time, set it aside and have conversations. The level of and depth that people are willing to go to right now is unreal. Like, right. It's so ripe for us to start engaging one another and really challenging each other. Uh, to kind of push the needle forward. Um, it's going be to be Jesus. so, it's going to be so interesting, Nick, to look back and go, how much of our time, effort, and resources were we using to prop up something that Oof. didn't need to exist anymore? Oof. My toes just got stepped on, bro. That was good. Like, like how, how much of our time and resources have we been doing to build this, this, this gathering and we've left all of this ministry potential on the table because we're so worried about our gathering and our gatherings are important and people love community. People need to be in community. When the restrictions lift, the church is going to thrive. Yeah. Right. But hopefully what we're teaching people right now is after the six month euphoria of being back in community, how they stay engaged when life starts to get busy again. Yeah. Because we can actually change the discipleship process right now. Yeah. I've actually, I was going to ask you this. Do you think that there's going to be a handful of guys that are doing streaming and online content and all kinds of stuff at this moment that are just going to abandon it and go oh, back yeah. to business as usual? They're going to th- try. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. 
because I think there really is. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that you know probably may never darken the door of a church, but would watch your content online and would and want engage to maybe, in it and want to engage in it. Yes, man. And that's what I'm talking to, to churches about right now is like, what are you doing to move the person from a digital attendee to part of the community? Yeah. How are how are you inviting them into into discipleship, into counseling, but, into small groups? To join a text campaign just to know when the new content's available. Yeah. So let me let me push on that a little bit. So what if that becoming a regular attendee doesn't actually mean darkening the door of your that's what I mean though. Building? Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm I'm with you. What yeah. if I can be an attendee and I can volunteer and I can serve and I can do the ministry, I can do the outreach, I'll show up on serving Saturday and um and I'll 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 tithe, but I never come to your building. Hmm. Because there's going to be a That's lot a, more of those people in the next 10 years. I agree. Um, I guess the, the next question then is for, um, you know, let's make this a little bit more practical. So say there's somebody, you know, that watches this video or um, hears this crazy fun conversation between the two of us um, and says, you know what, dude, I'm in. I'm going to keep this going. But how in the world do I market my content? How do I get stuff out there? Um, what are some suggestions? Um, this whole thing is a you know crazy new arena for me. What would you suggest for a church that's going, you know what, let's figure out this is who you are. This is what your core values are. Now let's start to you know give them some yep. tips and some ideas on how to put this stuff into practice. Right. So the first thing is, as soon as you said marketing, everybody was like, I can't market because I got to save all my pennies for, for payroll. Yeah. Okay. So yep. I, I I don't hate on the stewardship concept. I like sure. it. Okay. Sure. Em, embrace that. And if you if you're if you feel really secure about that, then I support that decision. But supply and demand. Mm. Right? Demand is going way down, supply is going way up. And when supply goes up, cost comes down. So right now you can market further for less money than you ever have digitally. Okay, mm. that's the first thing. That's the very first thing. So if you're going to spend money, now's the time to spend money. Yeah. Okay. If you're not going to spend money or you can't spend money or you're, you're, you don't have the faith to spend the money, which I could try. I'm not spending money on my business right now. <laughs> I just sit at my desk all day, but right. um, I can't even go out to get lunch. So the, the rules of marketing changed two weeks ago, right? So for, for the last five years, I've told every church, don't use the same content on every platform at the same time. And, and, be be very hypersensitive to to this to to this rule and that rule right, right now right now the volume is so high i read a stat today instagram use has gone up 76% in the last 2 weeks i believe it i believe it my screen time uh report that i got this week told me that unbelievable <laughs> right so yeah. so so people are almost double as much time online so that means there's twice as much content in their face so right. let's be super intentional to drive them to one place and one action at a time. Okay. It's good. Now, now it doesn't mean you don't bunch content sometimes. I think if you're going to start pr- using your social media and your digital platforms as ways to connect your congregation and your new congregation to your church, then you should every morning post the schedule for the day. We're going to do live at, the, at 10 o'clock. We're going to have worship at noon. We're having prayer meeting at four, right? Your most important content, two or three times a week, make sure that you are using uh, the, the countdown badge like we used on this so people can subscribe to it and come to it and they see the urgency of, oh, this is happening in eight hours. I need to make sure I show up for that. 
I, there was a content, a conversation that two guys were having. Um, and I set a timer on my, on my phone because I didn't want to miss the content because they were going to talk about how to manage your money in this season. And I was like, I definitely want to know about that. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is when you market the best marketing you ever do interrupts people right where they're at. Right. Right. But don't, don't interrupt people with the same, with, with, you got to do this. You got to do this. Come do this. Give to this. Talk about this. Give them as much hope, inspiration, and purpose as you ask them to do things. And in fact, mm. if you want to be really good at it, give them three or four pieces of content that just gives them hope and support and value before you ask them to do anything. Yeah. And watch how much more engaged they become in what you try to do. Then the practical, like the nuts and bolts, if you want people to share the content, ask them to share the content. If you yeah. want people to comment, ask them to comment. Hey, we want your questions at the end of this conversation. Start leaving your questions in the comments below. Um, yeah. Ask them to like the content so that more people see it. Like you've got to teach people how to engage the platform. And when you hack the algorithm, things go crazy. So wow. those, that's the different tiers of marketing in, in today's wild well, love, world. I love that whole idea though of, you know, reaching out to your people and asking them to share the content. I mean, that's right. leveraging people with that are already fans. There's people that have already been encouraged by the content right. and they're going to share something authentically of like, Oh man, yeah. this really spoke to me. Um, which then, you know, plays that whole influencer game. Uh, and at the same time, you know, continues to get your content out to so many more people than what it would have. If you just, uh, you know, pay for a few ads and put it out there yourself. You know, and um, develop a digital team of, of your staff, high capacity volunteers and influencers in your church, right? Yeah. Create a list of the, the 15 or 20 people that are going to share this content and then send them the content and send them the copy and have them post it at exactly this time. 76% more, more engagement on, on Instagram. Let's make sure that we get that content out there as much as we can, as fast as we can. 100%. I think right now too, I think with, with the craziness of the world and the anxiety, uh, you know, ridden folks, I think that at this point, man, there's, there's an opportunity for us as a church to be, uh, hope dealers, you know, and to ultimately, uh, not just create some content for the sake of content of, Hey, come watch this, check this out, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, how are we, how are we making deposits into people and inspiring people, encouraging people and building people up? Um, this is a way for us to be who God's called and created us to be. Um, yeah. We just have to stop and think about it and go, man, is this a good picture? Does the, is this copy and is this language, you know, sharp and on point and, you know, those and sensitive and sensitive uh, is a great, is a great thought. Um, let's not just be insensitive and throw everything out there. But I think there is this place too, where I think we just have to step back and think and have a little bit more intentionality, but man, the reach uh, can really start to pay off, not just because we're going to get a bunch of new fans and a bunch of new followers, but we're actually going to uh, give people hope in a season where uh, that's incredibly needed. Uh, at and, this point. And, and if you don't know where to start, start with the things you're afraid of. Yeah. Start speaking hope over your own fears. And so you'll be you'll be so surprised how many other people share that exact same fear, because the reality is the most of our conversations are about all these like unsafe people that we're trying to engage right now. And the reality is our own people's faith is shook. Yeah. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their money. 
They're afraid they're good, that they're going to get sick. They're losing people that are in their families to, to the, to the sickness. Wow. We all have our own fears. So yeah. if you, if you can't encourage somebody about something else, encourage yourself in your post about your own fear and watch how that impacts everybody else's fear. Man. You could just drop the mic at that point, like pulling air butt out and like, <laughs> throw it down. <laughs> Dude, that was that's really, really good because I think what you're doing there is you're um you're tapping into something that you can empathize with. Um yeah. and empathy um right now is necessary. Um empathy right now plays it it goes a long way because um what people don't need is just someone to say, it's gonna be great. And the whole building's yeah. burning around you. It's like, no, like this is a crazy time. Faith but over this, fear. Faith yeah, over but th- fear. But this is what we know, right? And uh yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not promised, but right now, like this is the moment, right? Um, and and this is the moment that we have to arise as the body of Christ and be there for one another. Um, because I think that how we interact with one another actually is incredibly compelling to the outside world. Um, I think Acts is very, very clear about that, that um, at the end of, you know, Pentecost and everybody was, you know, together living in one accord, it says people in general liked what they saw and the Lord added to their numbers daily those that were being saved. It's that people were walking past going, I don't know what's going on with these people, but I want to be a part of that. And I really believe that this is one of those times right now that how we respond to each other um, and how we grow together in community, we have an opportunity uh, to put Jesus on display like never before. And I think it's incredible. Here's a, here's an idea. I think um, I want to ask you about, and this kind of, this can go a couple of different ways, but um, I think you've said it before. You said uh, creativity at its root is problem solving. Um, And I believe that, Right now, there's some 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 folks that are going, you know what, like, I'm just trying to figure out how to not have the wheels fall off and to keep doing church on Sunday in some way, shape or form. Great. I understand that. Let's set that aside for a second. Let's look at this and go, what are some really interesting and creative ways that you're seeing right now uh, of problem solving when it comes to the church actually, uh, you know, loving their city well? Um, and, yeah. and maybe some cool creative ideas that you might have uh, yeah. to throw out there for us. So I think w- the easiest and most cost-effective one, um, and you and I just talked about this a couple couple minutes before we went live, virtual pastoring, yeah. right? Open up a five-hour block on your calendar and set up 30-minute counseling calls on Zoom with people that are so scared and so confused right now. Love it. And you'd be surprised. Two of them may end up being on your staff because they're wondering if they're going to get a paycheck again. Right. Okay. Um, that's an easy way. <clears throat> I think online Zoom calls, easy way. Yeah. Almost every kid is locked out of school for the next at least two, three weeks. Yeah. What an amazing time. Those kids are going to consume a crap load of TikToks. Yeah. A bunch of a bunch of YouTube content. Or yep. maybe we can drop some Jesus in there somewhere. Yeah. Right. Um, I love what Central has done and Church by the Glades, a few other churches that I that that I am fan of. When when schools close, a lot of times meals close for kids. Yeah. And so they've created drive-through meal pickup for families. So good. And and, <clears throat> and not just meal pickup, but resource pickup because people are out of jobs right now. Yeah. People yeah. are getting laid off every single day. They're getting laid off. Yeah. And 
They don't have money for groceries. They don't have money for cleaning supplies. A church by the Glades gave away toilet paper. Wow. Like, how brilliant is that? The whole world's freaking out about toilet paper. Can you, and can you send them my it. address? Because I probably need some. <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if they export out of state, but um, I think I think those are those are three super practical ways. Yeah, you know, in addition to making sure that you're creating content, you're creating sensitive content. Um, don't try. To, I think that when we're in moments like this, creativity thrives. So, a church planner or a, a scrappy young church, um, you have the ability to do things that some of the established organizations don't have the ability to do right now because yeah. they, all of their money has been put into this, to these systems that are built into a building where yours is built into a DSLR and yeah. the ability to go do church in a field or on the beach or something like you yeah. get to be more creative than, than, than you even know what to do because right now the world is just a different place. Yeah. So really that, that's, is. that's the, that's the, the, the way I would look at creativity. Yeah, man, and, 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 you know, we talked about taking that box and setting it to the side, but let's put the box back in the front. What, what is the biggest problem that's keeping you from being comfortable doing mm-hmm. online church? Use all of your resource to solve that problem in the next 48 hours. Yeah. You solve so that good. problem and now you're not going to have to worry about the wheels falling off. You're going to have the wheels back on for a couple of weeks till we figure out what the next thing is. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. I actually saw uh, some friends were doing a thing in, in Florida where they were um, handing out resources and groceries and doing different things, but they're making everybody stay in their car, but they had their entire pastoral team lined up. And as cars would come out, they would stop and keep their distance, but they would pray. Uh, they would that's just awesome. pray with every single car. Um, and to me, I was just so encouraged by that, that they're going, you know what, we're, we don't know what else to do, but we're going we're gonna to try and give you what we have. Um, yeah. and we're going to do our best and, and, and we're going to pray for you in this moment. I just thought that was such an incredible thing to see. Um, and it's well, really and humanity runs to the same three things. Every time they're in crisis, they run to faith, they run to knowledge and they run to, to innovation. Yeah. Right. We want to innovate our way out. We want to consume as much learning as we can. So we don't get back in this spot and we're desperate for faith. I remember when nine 11 happened, churches got, I mean, Churches were slam packed, yeah. right? Well, our churches can't be slam packed right now because nobody can go to them, right? So, so, but our online church is. So, people are running to where you're at right now. Just turn on the lights and and, and embrace them. Yeah, you know. Oh, you you mentioned about about innovative, creative things that people are doing. I think an, another thing that I've seen a couple churches do is they're engaging local healthcare systems to yeah. provide backup and resources. We've got these huge buildings um, that are completely empty. Yeah. Let's convert them to hospitals yeah. so that people can get better. And it would be awesome. It would be amazing if you had to postpone church starting again because you had to wait till all the people got out of the hospital beds. So good. I mean, I think about it. You know, I was just reading an article this morning that was talking about just the fear right now around hospitals being overrun. And yeah. here we are. We've got these big, massive buildings um, totally sitting empty. Um, no one's in them at this moment. Um, and it goes, man, I, now personnel resources, all this right. definitely, um, could be challenging, but it's an opportunity, right. Um, to be able to go, Hey, here's what we can yeah. do. Um, and to, uh, ultimately arrange a space so that people could have more than enough as opposed to feeling like they don't have any, you know? Um, right. I, I mean, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt hospital here in Nashville 
has taken part of their parking garage and built a a wing of beds in the parking garage wow. just waiting just waiting for the moment that they're going to need them wow dude that's incredible i love that intentionality i'm just saying hey we're going to be a part of the solution here this is what we're yep. going to do uh, which yep. i think is stinking fantastic um dude that's cool let me ask you this one last i have two last questions for you and i'm just curious man what um what happens next is this the new normal is this is this it? Like, are we reached a new season? Like, what what are people doing? And it's good. and it's a it. So I think that I don't think it's I don't think it's exclusively next. Mm. But I think I think that we are ridiculously mistaken if we do not incorporate this into what we do next, mm. right? And so. There's always the need for community and there's a beautiful thing when God's people gather together to do church. Yeah. And, and, and that's not going to go away. But if we, if we use this moment of innovation and creativity as a bandaid, and then we throw it in the trash and we don't make it part of our method and part of our playbook moving forward, we have wasted, we have wasted a crisis. Wow. Right. And so what I would say is, as important as it is to get your content out there right now, it's equally as important to engage, to, to measure the engagement of that content so that when this ends, you know what things to keep doing. Wow. The church should not be just Monday to Friday. I mean, sun, just Sunday, and we don't engage anybody Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday anymore. We've learned too much. In two weeks, we've learned too much to, to go back that way. That's yeah. the first thing. I think the second thing, staffs have to change. We have to change how, how we staff our churches. Um, we have to put more resource and intentionality behind the online presence of our church yeah. so that we, so that we are prepared if this kind of thing happens again. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, good stewardship will tell you to get people to even more comfortable with online giving. Yeah. Moving forward. <sighs> a lot of good stuff right there man honestly i think uh you know it's amazing if you think about the handful of churches that have been doing online church pretty well um and have been already kind of you know several steps down the road um when this thing happened they were really prepared um yep. and they didn't just go hey it's business as usual they went you know what we're going to ramp up we're actually yep. going to do more um and you're starting to see some, you know, what's crazy is I saw it today that, that there's a couple of churches that are bringing back like a midweek gathering, you know, those yeah. things have been, uh, they were taken out to a pastor and shot years ago. I mean, I think they were, I thought they were pretty well done, but man, people are getting together because they really just need, um, a moment to engage, engage in the presence and engage with one another and to feel a part of something. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. I want to, I want my ADD is acting up. So sorry for it. interrupting you, yeah. but they were done. Because yeah. our lives got too busy to go to their box to show up for the moment. The yeah. desire to commune was not gone. Yeah. But my kids' so soccer good. practice and baseball practice and my work and not being able to get from my job to church by 630 for potluck and all of these other all these other factors were the problem, yeah. not the actual communing and worshiping and learning about God. That 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 never went out of style. No. We just weren't paying enough attention to think, hey, this isn't working in physical anymore. What would happen if we did it digitally? 
Yeah. And still give people that opportunity. It's so good, man. Like, I wonder what Sunday school would look like if it was a podcast you listened to on the way to church. <laughs> so good. I mean, that's how we're consuming content, you know, so much right now. Um, but right. why, why not just use that to our benefit instead of exactly it's, we've got to, we've got to think about this differently and approach it differently. I, I'll tell you, man, um, there's uh, a couple of things that I, I think are interesting. You know, it's like, I heard it said this morning that one pastor in commenting on a church online platform said, you know what? Life church has been building art for a long time. And now there's finally a flood and everybody was, they were ready, you know? What a and great I think that, analogy. I think it's perfect. Um, but you know, what's really incredible, man, as I was thinking about this whole thing was, you know, I've had so many people and friends that have said, Hey man, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's, how's life? How's this? How's that? You know, thinking that, um, cause they know a lot of people know I'm kind of an anxious person and I can get overwhelmed. There's a lot of stuff, you know, that happens. Um, I'm human. Um, but man, I tell you what's crazy is that, as I've stopped and evaluated some things, I, I really was saying for probably weeks before any of this thing happened, I said, man, I'm really just craving time at home. I'm craving time with my family. I'm craving time to reconnect with friends. I'm craving all the things that really matter um, because I was just running at a pretty good clip and really, really, really busy. Um, yep. But what's nuts is, is this thing has forced me to reevaluate all yep. the different things that I'm putting my hands to. And I'm going, man, I know that post-corona, there's going to be some things different um, yeah. because it's a failure if I fail to learn from this. And I yeah. really believe that there's something in this that's a lesson for the body of Christ at large. And we have got to learn it. How do we create content, engage community outside of just thinking people are going to come to the four walls of our church? And how do we activate the body of Christ to be live and vibrant um, and beacons of hope in our community? I think that's what we really got to go to, man. Like we've got to start thinking about this thing and letting it evolve. No question. So, if we go, if we waste the crisis, it is a poor stewardship moment of the church. Don't waste the crisis. Don't waste the crisis, man. That's the quote of the day right there. Dude, that's great. I don't have anything else. I'm My mind is blown. And I said at the beginning of this, every time I talk to you, I walk away with eight or 10 or 20 things to think about. <laughs> and I think I have about 35 at the moment. I so. feel the same way about hanging out with you. So, Man, I love you much. It's good to see your shining face. And likewise, uh, I'm glad that you're staying safe and healthy. And uh, Likewise. And, and thank you for what you and your team have done to help the local church. I appreciate um, that. Watching you guys jump into action. There's a reason that, that people connect to you guys the way you do. It's really special. And so uh, I'm honored to get to be part of what you guys are doing and uh, to call you guys friends, but then just to watch man. how you're serving right now. It's it's a really special thing, man. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate your kindness and I love you, dear friend. Thank you. All right, my friend. Be All good. right, we'll talk to you soon.